This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be? A master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery, you're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. The Bow Hunter Planet podcast is proudly presented by Vanguard Outdoors. Visit vanguardworld.us to learn more about Vanguard's amazing products and how they can help you as a hunter. Whether it's binos, tripods, rifle scopes, spotting scopes, or pioneer backpacks, Vanguard really has what you need to help yourself succeed in the woods. The podcast is also presented by Rax Inc., makers of the best bow hangers on the market. From Matthews, PSC, Bowtech, and much more, Rax Inc. offers you the right bow hanger for the right moment. Oh, no, yeah, they also have a bow hunter plant one, too. So get your BHP Custom Rax Inc. online today at raxinc.com. Again, that's R-A-X-X-I-N-C.com. Now on to the show. All right, good evening, and welcome to Bow Hunter Planet Podcast. Today I've got uh, Chris McGee with me and Krishner. And Ashley Schner and uh, Bob McGee may be jumping in here in a bit. And I'm Kevin Conlon. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, some outdoor vehicles and, um, you know, what we're driving, what we're using, what we're getting around in in the wintertime, and uh, also in the woods, ATVs, UTVs, the whole nine yards. So uh, let's start out talking about uh, getting ready to go do some ice fishing. And we got, uh, it's called our snow dog. Yes. And it's a track vehicle that we can take out on the ice. It runs on a uh, Briggs and Stratton mm-hmm. engine. And uh, the track haul. is nice because <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it's got cleats like a little tank, and it'll go on the ice. It goes uh, everywhere. Yeah, That's it really nice. is. Deep a lot snow, of, powder, ice. It's a lot of fun. It. It's not very heavy. It, it's uh, You can get it in and out of the back of the truck. Two guys. Know, two guys, or if you want, just put it on a ramp and... Drive it down and doesn't use much gas and it's a lot of fun. So Did you just get a snowmobile license for that? No license uh, yet. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure somebody will figure something out and want their cut. But uh-huh. uh, as of right now, it's it's like a big lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> Giant lawnmower. I mean, you yeah, can haul everything. We called what deer out with it. Yeah. It's we like called guys out. <laughs> it's like a lawnmower on ice. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, what what about you? You guys doing any UTV and ATV and anything like that? Not really. I haven't. I'll be honest. I haven't jumped on. The, I've we've talked about getting the ATV or the UTV out at our area, but we've always ended. We, our area just needs a tractor. I mean, yeah. we're on we're on twelve acres. We we have a. My grandfather's always had this archaic, farmall A that, won't die. Is the nice. best way of putting it. It's like it's this tractor that. He's flipped on its rear end a couple times and put the weight on it. Uh, yeah. One of the wheels is mounted backwards, but it's so expensive and so big to get off that we leave it. Wow, so what do you so, think, Ashley? You think his tractor's sexy or what? 
Uh, tractors do keep going forever, man. I mean, yeah, there's I mean, a lot of people. Get them for the food plots. I yeah. know Chad's got a really, really old. I think it's a Ford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was. Uh, where was I? I was. I was traveling last year, and uh, I was somewhere, and they had a tractor uh, museum, and they had like 30 tractors there, and it was really kind of interesting going all the way back to the, you know, like the earliest days of the tractors and stuff. Oh and wow! Mm-hmm. A whole line of them and everything. It was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a motorhead, it's definitely uh, something to see. They're all different. I mean, they all, it's, it's amazing how you can get, nowadays, you can you can get such versatility out of some of these vehicles. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have from a couple years ago, golf carts were the UTVs. Now you're looking yep. at some of these UTVs where it's, why would you bother with an ATV? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that, you're, you're side by side. We were knocking trees over. We were tearing everything up. Yeah, until we tore the bottom. Until we tore it the bottom came out. <laughs> but <laughs> I do I mean, a little repairing on it. But. but even nowadays, they're so durable. Oh, yeah, and they, yeah. They do everything. I mean, you've got now you've got snow plow kits for them. So you, mm-hmm. if you need to plow your driveway, you can plow the driveway. You got, All different kinds of attachments. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. you could we do got tillers for them. The yep. Kubota's got, like, every attachment known to man. Yeah, we had the Odes. That was a, that was a, that was a beast. The mules. And... Uh, yeah, well, you guys, you guys, what do you got up north, Bob? You got something up there. We got the, the mule. mule. Yeah, those are that thing is Four-wheel awesome. Four-wheel drive gas. What I like about that is it's quiet. Quiet. Well, yeah. now they make those whisper quiet ones. The new electric ones. The electric ones. Yeah, yeah, those have been really popular. Yeah. Well, they make like the bikes now, the Rambo bikes and stuff that are pretty quiet. Yeah, myself, I like the side by side. I like sitting and having a seatbelt on, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm getting old. I well, like I like something that's just easier and safer to drive. I mean, yeah. I mean, if she can drive it fine without spending a whole bunch of time on it, that kind of is ideal. I mean, if I'm, I, I haven't, I haven't quite figured out the a hundred percent the use of the bike yet. I mean, I could see it for getting in, but I can't imagine pulling, pulling a something deer out, out with a yeah. with a yeah. bike. Even if I'd have to see it to believe it. Explain it to me. I'm not really familiar with what you're talking about. It's basically, have you seen the, the the mud tire bikes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically like that, but the tire is even bigger. It's like the older, uh, and it's motorized. It is motorized. It's, it's like an electric motor. Oh, okay. But they're they're basically off road bikes. They're mm. just, or, or, I wouldn't say mountain bikes, but they're they're huge. They got to be tires li- are gigantic. Back to the question, they got to be licensed. Probably, uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know about those. Oh, okay. Wow. But yeah, those have been. We've seen those at Woods and Water a couple of years now. I mean, I know Shot been. Show. Yep. They all had them there. It looks like a bicycle. Uh-huh. Hey, they even have off-road, uh, what are those, Segways? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Off-road ones of those. No. I did a Segway tour last year. First time I ever got on a Segway. Uh-huh. And uh, I was in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, I think it was. And uh, they gave us like a 10-minute lesson how to ride them. It was, they're easy. It, uh-huh. it was it was a blast, man. I really, we went around the whole city and did a a, a tour. They took us and showed us everything. and oh, that's cool. They are, you know, you, they look hard, but they're not. They're very easy to hmm. to balance and stuff like that. I mean, if I can do it, and anybody can do it. So, but, yeah, those segues are a lot of fun. And uh, I know that in Michigan, I don't know, you know, where else, but there are so many trails for if you want to go mm-hmm. snowmobiling, but oh, also yeah. in the summertime, the... Uh, mountain biking or the ATV and UTV trails and yeah, RV uh, trails. RVs everywhere. Yeah. Like up near Grayling, I know that's a huge 
Yeah. Mecca well, versus Spiders out. And I keep... The state force, yeah. I, I keep telling myself, you know, I'm gonna start doing that, but you got so many things to do. It's yeah, it's just you know, another thing added to the list of yeah. But uh, but they're great to use. I mean, what about what about by your property? I mean, can you just like hop on a trail from there? Is there some nearby and stuff? Or for me personally, yeah. I mean, I've got trails all through the back. I mean, when I was growing up, I always had the little go kart tracks yeah. goofing around. But I mean. But, but I mean, connecting to like these state trails. I know you can go no, for miles. You can go for. There know. are a lot of people by me that do the, like the ATV runs where mm-hmm. they'll take like 30 miles, 30, 40 miles on ATVs right up through the woods. Right. And they'll like go have breakfast in a small town or something and yeah, then that's drive what I'm on back. About. Actually, as a matter of fact, where I hunt, and I hunt in the Upper Peninsula mm-hmm. a lot of times, and they run uh, a dog sled race all oh. the way from like Marquette to. And it's it's uh, they were old railroad grades, mm-hmm. and they took the tracks out, and now they've made them into like ATV UTV trails, and you can go literally all the way across the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and uh, uh, you know, like you said, go from one town to another mm-hmm. and um, have breakfast or what. I know a lot of people oh, yeah. do it on the snowmobiles now. Mm-hmm. That snowmobiles in right. Michigan is huge. Uh, something I've never really, I mean, I've tried it here and there, but I've never really gotten into it like some people well, have. Up near Kalkaska, that's, I mean, the, the what is it, the, they do the charity runs up through there a lot with the words warriors and stuff like that for mm-hmm. cancers and stuff. Yeah. And have you, have you done that? No, our, uh, was it our uncle, Dan, Wayne and them that do the words warriors yeah. up there? Yeah, they raise, they raise money. They raise for money charity, and they, right? they do the rides and stuff, 100 mile rides and stuff. It's crazy. Wow, My parents are in St. George, Utah. They have state land like everywhere. They've oh, yeah. had a couple four by fours. They've got a side by side. It's uh-huh. basically right in their backyard. And then they also have a trailer. They'll trailer it over just down the street. Wow, that's yeah. They, their cool. their house butts right up against BLM land. Wow, I mean that's awesome. It's beautiful, beautiful views. But oh my gosh. But yeah, that's actually they, they, that's a ton of fun. Where are they yeah. at in Utah? St. George. They're actually right by the border of Arizona. Wow, so. I'm going to Utah this spring. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Did not know that. <laughs> may, have, may have to stop by your parents for lunch. <laughs> yeah, I am. We're taking the motorhome. We're going to, uh, speaking of vehicles traveling, I just got a brand new motorhome, and that's going to be some fun traveling. But oh, yeah. uh, this spring, we're heading out to uh, the Grand Canyon, Bryce Canyon, uh Probably Capitol Reef. You're going to do like the arches and all that out there? You know, I, I already did like the arches and the canyon lands. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually did Capitol Reef. But I didn't spend much time there. But I didn't do, I haven't done Zion. And I haven't do, done Bryce. And my wife's never seen the Grand Canyon. So Zion those, is beautiful. Yeah. Those three are the main ones. And then I don't know, like your parents live near Arizona. I just heard about this. Maybe well, you know Zion's is what, like a half hour from their house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. What was it you were saying in Arizona? So on the border of Arizona and Utah, have you ever heard of Antelope Canyons, the slot canyons? Yep. So we're going to do that, too. I saw some pictures, and it looks That's incredible. Awesome. <laughs> What's awesome is if you go to Zion during the right time, I can't remember what time we were out there. Um, I want to say it was August. Like August I think it was time. August. We drove through there and kind of got out and walked for a little while. Mm-hmm. You'd have mule deer walking right up to you. Oh, wow. I mean, I was, like, I'm sitting there. I mean. And I, I haven't hunted out west or anything like that. So, yeah. I mean, that was my first real encounter with a mule deer. I mean, we don't see them here. But, yeah. Um, I'm seeing these giant, what to me are ginormous deer. And right. father-in-law sitting there going, no, 
No, those aren't big. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah. Shut, shut up. You're, you're embarrassing me. That's not big. And I'm like, we got some amazing pictures. Yeah. yeah, we got some great pictures, like the kids like sitting there right by the white. Oh. Right the two where their antlers were yep. locked up, they were fighting? Yeah, we had, yeah, we had two, yeah. oh, wow. two that were sparring, just two, two younger ones. I mean, they weren't huge, but they were sparring, having uh-huh. some fun. But. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm... Uh, set a goal for myself to try to hit every national park in uh, the United States. And oh, that'll be fun. So. You'll spend a lot of time in Utah then. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can knock quite a few off in Utah. I spent a month in Utah, stopping yeah. every day. Well, uh, we already did. We did, like I said, we did Capitol Reef. We did Arches. We did Canyonlands. Mm-hmm. So I did those three already. So now I got to do Zion and, uh, and uh, Bryce. And then we're going to do There's that. another one. What's the other one down in St. George that's beautiful? That's a, uh, it's right by their house. I can't remember the name of it now. Great. I don't know. There's a, there's a couple down. If, if you're in St. George, right around that St. George area, there's a, it's probably like within a half hour. There's like three or four just dri- like driving roads. Yeah. You just drive through with an RV or with a car or something like that that are absolutely beautiful. It's just great to, like, stop at some of the viewpoints. Yeah, I think southern Utah is one of the mm-hmm. most beautiful places in the United States. Just so unique, you know. I mean, last year we drove out there. And, I mean, granted, if it wasn't 31-hour drive, I probably would have stopped some more. But even some of the well, views. Well, through a lot of, like, <laughs> barren land yeah. in the yeah. middle of nowhere. <laughs> middle yeah. of nowhere places. But, I mean, there's some beautiful, beautiful stopping points out there that you yeah. can just stop for a little while, take some pictures, look around. Yeah, I learned my lesson last year going out to, like, we went out to South Dakota and Wyoming, and and uh, I was kind of depending on the GPS and not paying attention to the map, mm-hmm. and we're driving along, and all of a sudden the road just stops, <laughs> and it's like, I'm in an RV, yeah. and I look, and the GPS isn't working because I'm getting no, no signal and stuff. Right. <laughs> so now I'm in the middle of nowhere, and like I'm going, well, we're, we'll be okay, you know. I'm sure it's, this is probably just temporary. Right. All of a sudden, there's a sign that says, uh, "No, no, you you should have four wheel drive to continue on." And I'm in an <laughs> RV. Yeah. Well, so. in Colorado, in in the snow, when you're going through the mountains, there are mm-hmm. places where chains are required. Oh, you yeah. have to have oh, chains yeah. to go yep. through there. It was rough. Yeah. When we drove home. We'd drive through Denver area, and right around there, it had it had snowed. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was some nasty accidents. Going oh, through. and you can get snow in August, and in, in oh yeah, oh no, we well, it was February. In February, we oh, drove gosh. Like, Yeah, when we drove, we drove in February. Oh gosh, yeah, that's. We were asking for trouble. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you almost you, you should have some chains with you. Or two well, feet of snow is no problem out there in February. It's no. Yeah. You wake up the next day and it's like, I can't leave. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we when I was a trip. when I was a kid, we were in Yellowstone in the uh, Fourth of July week, and we got snowed on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did not have any winter clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the guys down in Florida this year. It snowed in Florida this year. Mm-hmm. It's been cra- it's been a crazy year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But global warming. Yeah. How does global yeah, warming? How does global make warming? Sure, it's not global global cooling. <laughs> oh, but who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, those, uh, um, you know, like, uh, I know Bob, he just got a brand new Ford F-150 four-wheel. I can't wait to take that off-roading. 
Silverado. It only it only costs him fifty thousand dollars. I'm sure that he won't mind busting through a few trees and stuff with it. You got a oh, Silverado. Got a Silverado. Oh, got the Silverado. Silverado. Oh, oh. Better yet, Silverado. We can scratch that up. Well, it's so. a paint job. I mean. It's yeah. not scratched. It isn't it's a truck. Yeah, it's a truck. It's supposed to be beat up. Have you put a dent in the bed yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few. All my mine. dents are from other people. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Door dents. It's like, where did this come from? A person yeah. parks like two inches away from your door. Yeah. I finally killed the Jeep. That took forever. I didn't think it was going to happen. I finally killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Two hundred. What? Two hundred and forty-five yeah, thousand miles. To, on that yeah. Wow. That thing's been all over the place. Yeah. Finally killed it. Well, time to go out and get a new one. Uh, we'll see. That thing yeah. lasted forever. I don't know yeah. You know what? You talk, talking about. I mean, the price of vehicles has gotten kind of out of so hand. High. You know, yeah. like you you want to buy like a an ATV or a UTV or something like that, and I mean to get a good one, you're you're looking at. Almost the, almost the cost of a car. For <laughs> get a car sake, for that price. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember when we first got married, I bought a Dodge. I had a Dodge Neon, mm-hmm. and that Neon was eleven grand. Mm-hmm. And now you look at like the the darts and stuff like that when they come out, another twenty grand. You look mm-hmm. at a tr- you look at trucks. Truck trucks were fifteen to twenty thousand for a truck. Now it's fifty. Fifty five, sixty thousand. Yeah. That's more than I paid for my house, my <laughs> first house. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's it's out of control. Yeah. But people are making more money too, I guess you know. They or they or no one's buying, everyone's yeah. leasing. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean they're putting you in that. But unless you put a a ton of miles on, it, I really believe in leasing. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously you got to be able to keep the miles under. But if you can, yeah, my problem is I can't keep the miles under. Yeah, I mm-hmm. drive way. I drive everywhere. There's if I could no drive way. to Utah instead of flying to Utah, I drive to Utah. Mm-hmm. I just I like having the vehicle around. Yeah. But. And not having to fly, pay for the plane tickets, then pay for a rental car to mm-hmm. be able to get around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But uh, that's one of the reasons I'm doing the RV thing, because I can drive a little bit and then stop and rest. and mm-hmm. It's a lot different than trying to drive cross-country in a car. Oh, yeah. But I'll be towing a car with me. <laughs> <laughs> Because once I stop, I don't want to be uh, having to drive that RV into town to get groceries. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. So We knew a guy that when he uh, he travels a 3D circuit, and he tows a little trailer behind him, and he's got a smart car in it. Yep. Wheels the smart car right out, drives mm-hmm. around, pulls it right back in. Smart. So we're, we're, very we're, smart, <laughs> you're right. Where is the 3D circuit? Like, what are we talking about? Multiple uh, states? Or? Yeah, he does multiple mm-hmm. states. So he's doing, he uh, Art does what? He does ASA circuit. Yeah, mainly. Florida. Yeah, so you got Florida, Georgia, Texas, um, Metropolis, Illinois. Not Arizona, it's not there. Metropolis and Erie, Pennsylvania. Is he a pro? Yeah, yeah, yeah senior mm-hmm. pro. Oh, okay. Senior pro. He does that. He actually repairs 3D targets as well. So like he was in, he was, uh, in town a while ago. A couple, a couple years ago, and redid our targets, made them look absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah! But when they shoot the 3D tournaments like that, what kind of distance are they doing? Well, it all depends. I mean, uh, there's classes for everybody. So I mean, you get the the bow hunter novice classes, a known yardage, 25 yard max, all the way up to open pro, which is 50 yards unknown. 
So, I mean, there's there's a lot of versatility in it. It's pretty much... I take it they can't use a rangefinder? There is known classes. There is known yardage classes. Oh, for okay. ASA. For ASA and IA, but uh, IBO has not adopted a known yardage class yet. We'll put some pressure to them. We're trying to, but they don't. Not mm. responding to it. You're listening to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast, powered by Vanguard Outdoors. Let nature surround you and be a part of this amazing heritage of bow hunting. Now, on to the show. It's really where the future is in in the sport, known yardage. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, think Maybe. about it. When you go out to hunt, you use a rangefinder. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. You know your spots. You want, you know yeah, you want to make sure you're going to make a good shot. Sure. Yep. Still don't help me. <laughs> Still not going to help that shake. <laughs> they need a range steadier. <laughs> so speaking of rangefinders, what do you guys think of that new Garmin site? You guys taking a look at that yet? I have not. Only what I've seen on the, you know, what they were showing at the ATA and mm-hmm. stuff like that and people talking about it. I'm not, you know. How heavy is it? I, I'm not 100% sure on how heavy it is. I mean, It's got to add some. It's got to add some weight to it, but I can't imagine it being much more than just yeah. a, like, a, like, I mean, Excel's had to have a heavy sight for a while there. I mean, mm-hmm. you got some spot hogs that are heavy. I mean, a good, well-built aluminum sight is going to be heavy. Well, and adding a little bit of weight on the stabilizers underneath, you can balance that out. I think the price is a little. So the price is is steep, and that's one that's one of the things that I was, I I don't want to say concerned about. It's just one of the things you think about, is you look at it and you go, okay, it's a thousand dollars for a bow sight. So with that thousand dollars, you get a rangefinder. Okay, so you get a nice high quality rangefinder. You're going to talk somewhere between two fifty, three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You're getting a nice high quality bow sight. You're somewhere between two fifty to three hundred dollars. That adds up to five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. By meshing the two together, do you now make it nine hundred dollars? I mean, yeah. personally, I use my rangefinder for a lot of different things. I mean, I use it for bow hunting. I use it for golf. rifle hunting for golf. <laughs> I have never used it for golf. I will not lie. But <laughs> But you could. I, I could, yeah. But, I mean, I use it for so many different things that I can't imagine carrying my bow out and having to use my sight for it. Yeah. Now, what I do like about it is is there are going to be guys out there that are going to look at that and they're going to say, hey, this is my one-size-fits-all. I want that. Mm-hmm. They're going to go use it, and that is honestly going to help them make a good, clean, ethical shot because that yeah. is the pin that they're going to use. And the projection technology is well, the really angles great. and all that stuff. Yeah, that's what I like, the angles. Like, if you're up in a tree, it does well, the calculations out west and stuff, for tree you. Tree stand and out west. Mountains. Where you're shooting yeah. mountains. Yep. If you do that with a range finder, they cost you 250 bucks. Right. You can do it with a range finder, but the, the one thing is, is, is at, and, and coming from my point of view, the uh, the when you start introducing cuts and angles and all that different stuff, now you start running into that issue. And that, that's a lot of people don't quite understand the math behind that. So, I mean, you have a, a 20-yard shot with a 10-degree incline, unless you have a rangefinder that tells you specifically what to shoot that at. Yeah. How do you know how much to cut off or how much to add or what you need to do? I mean, the nice thing about that is it automatically computes exactly what you need, and it gives you a single dot to shoot it. That I like. Yeah. Does your rangefinder do that? Your rangefinder will give you distance. 
Yeah. But it has to be set up for what you're doing. Like right. Like, that so there is so it's yeah. it's more than just meshing the two together. It's meshing the two together and making them it's, do a job specific mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Now what I would like to do is test that one and have you seen the IQ's new the one? The IQ's yeah. new one. Which well, is IQ's new one is kinda cool because it uses one of their pins, but what it doesn't do is it doesn't give you the the single dot. Mm-hmm. Right. Now I be, being a my eye does not like pins. I cannot shoot pins. Oh. It, it bothers the heck out of me. A lot of guys, that's weird. I understand. But I, I hate pins. I shoot a, a dot on my scope for everything. So the idea of having a dot on there is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but the the big question is, how does glare play into that? Have they have they sunlight. covered the glare sunlight issue? Have they covered low light and and bright light conditions? What's the battery life like? There's a lot of questions about this site that I think we, we'd like to It'd see. It'd be a answer. good thing to test. Yeah. Yeah. Turn yeah. it on, leave it on, mm-hmm. shoot it for an entire day, see how long it lasts. Shoot at different times of the day. Have a shot yep. in the morning, a shot in midday, shot at dusk. Yeah. See what it is. Do video on it. Yeah. yeah I think there's a, I think there's a lot of stuff. And and being All we gotta that do is give them a send this one. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> being that it's brand new, I mean this this year, I mean we saw two maybe three companies introduce range finding. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. The price is high now, but I got a feeling that as competition comes into the it's market, it's maybe balance, balance out. out. Yeah. And I know I said, uh, does it justify the $1,000 price? But I'm the individual who go out and spend 700 bucks on a rifle and put a $1,400 scope on it. Right. So, it's all in what it's worth to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, some guys will come in and they'll buy a $300 bow kit full setup and say good to go let's go kill deer mm-hmm. and some guys will go out there and buy a thousand dollar bare bow and then go and put another twenty six hundred dollars in accessories on it and, mm-hmm. right. and they both look at each both other the like they're crazy thing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like why are you spending so much why are you spending so little i mean you, you get that yeah and i you know what and for me i mean like you said if it if it can increase my success rate in multiple different hunting situations, it might be worth it to me. That's for sure. It's going to be worth it to some people for sure. Some people are going to look at that and they're going to go, that's for me. Yeah, it's definitely a product that would be worth looking at. Well, one of the things that I'm interested in, because as I get older, it gets harder and harder to for my eyes to use like pins and peep sights and, and things like that because, you know, I've got, bifocal glasses now i gotta either you know look up look down and everything mm-hmm. so i'm wondering how that will play into if it's easier to use for somebody who is has glasses let's say yeah it may, it may. i mean iq came out with that uh that site um with the retina lock mm-hmm. and that was huge for guys that were having vision issues because it eliminated your peep yeah I mean, a lot of guys would say, well, what do I need that for? It's just another thing to look at. Yeah, but if you get rid of the peep, now you can just retina lock it, mm-hmm. put the dot on and shoot it, and you're getting the same advantages without the clarity issues of a peep mm-hmm. that you could deal with. Which site was that? Uh, the retina lock by our IQ sites. It's a retina lock. They have this little green dot that, okay. that moves around, and you can once you see the black dot in the center, just yeah. like you would align your peep, gives you the same alignment. I may have to look into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, the companies have been coming out with. I mean, the the site companies, the rest companies, they're all coming up to match. I mean, the te- bow technology is getting so good nowadays that they're running out of 
I, they got to be running out of stuff. Are you uh, are you selling that site at your store? The Garmin site? Yeah. I have been told that we are. Uh, I have not seen one yet, and I don't plan to see one for a while, I would assume. Okay. I just wonder if the, how the sales are going on that. I know pre-orders have been fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I've been, I've been told, that the pre-orders are awesome. But yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see really what the the market. I mean, here's the thing: if the Garmin site's as big of a hit as we think it'll be, you'll see more companies coming mm-hmm. out with them too. I mean, Garmin, as far as I know, I don't know if Garmin makes a rangefinder. Do they? I don't think they do. I mean, I've always known Garmin GPS. as a GPS company. So to hear them be the one, I mean, I would expect that from like a Leopold, a Vanguard, a Vortex, someone like that to mm-hmm. come out with something like this, but have Garmin, it was like, hmm, kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, big leap for them to jump into the archery mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. I mean, talk about jumping in feet first. I mean, they went yeah. hard for what what they're going for. But, I mean, I, I think someone like a, like an Excel, a Sherlock, a, an IQ, HHA, there's, there's going to be a way. Yeah, unless they patented it. Yeah, yeah, unless they you patented know, maybe it. Maybe they got the technology patented or something like that. And then if they do, then could end up like you know these other companies got to go to them to get the license it or license the patent use but then if they do then the costs go up and up and up yeah i don't know i don't know it'll be this we're we're in a very interesting time in in the industry as far as bow hunting goes i mean everybody's looking to innovate so quickly to keep up with the next guy i mean you look at bow companies we're coming out with new bows every year I mean, if you keep your eye to Facebook, you're almost seeing a new bow every six months. Yeah. I mean, and and it's it's hard to keep up. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to spend fourteen hundred dollars on a bow and then turn around six months later and see the new one come out. Yeah. I mean, but then but then again, I mean, the like technology is three percent better. It's like buying GoPros. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's right. like buying GoPros trying to understand why they're so freaking much. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, you know. Every time you think, you know, any electronics, you're trying to keep up with it, and six months later, it's obsolete. It's the iPhone disease. Yeah, the iPhones. <laughs> yeah, there's another one. There's another one. I got mine. Yeah. So, uh, just gonna run. this kind of this conversation kind of went all over the place. Yeah, but we a jumped lot of all interesting, over. A lot <laughs> of interesting good, good subjects good and stuff. I think we'll uh, just go ahead and wrap it up from here. Any final thoughts? No, Anybody? not for me. No. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.